Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 267 and today's topic is South Central, another part of our um, Has It Aged Well segment from the 90s where I'm covering, uh, picking an episode from a television show that aired between the years of 1990 through 1999 and comparing it to today is talking about the storyline, the fashion, has it aged well, um, was it ahead of its time? And today I picked the Fox television show that aired in 1994 for one season only. And it was South Central starring um, the great Lorenz Tate, uh, Tina Lifford and Tasha Scott. with other um, characters as well as um, Maya Campbell, the late Lamont Bentley. Um, It had Clifton Powell, Jennifer Lopez, um, and the list goes on. Linda Williams, Shar Jackson. I mean, this was a great cast and this was a very great show, especially if you were um, born in the 90s and got to experience it in its real time. It was really missed when it was gone. It really could have went far. And I just want to talk about the first two episodes. So we're about to get into it, break it down, dissect it scene by scene like we do over here on this platform. Really quick, if you need to get in touch with me, my Facebook is Alicia Shanice, Instagram Alicia Shanice Reviews. Um, Email Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You can inbox, DM, or email me if you have any recap requests, with that being a TV show, documentary, uh, movie, music, album, anything like that, especially while we're doing this uh, this segment here. If you can pick any TV show that you used to like or want me to uh, recap from the 90s, let me know. Just hit me up and give me uh, on any of those platforms. It could be DM, email, or you know, inbox, or if you have any music or businesses or brands that you're working on and you want me to shout out i do that all free of charge i love whom loves me and love to spread love back to brooklyn way to my people so all you got to do is hit me up or if you just want to say what's up that's cool too if you listen to the podcast on spotify can you please hit the follow button that helps your girl out in tremendous ways and i love you love you lots for that and while you're on spotify make sure you're checking out my music playlist you know you could be driving you could be at work you could be a truck driver whatever just check out my music playlist because your girl got some long range music ears the only thing you have to do is type in shanice loves one playlist will populate Click on that picture profile. It takes you to the rest. And I have every genre. Because once again, your girl got some long range music ears. So on that note, let's go ahead and jump into the show. And let's talk some South Central. Let's jump into that 90s world. All I need is one mic. Hey y'all, it's your girl Shanice 
And I'm just coming in and checking in with y'all to remind y'all to protect y'all energy, as I always say. Life is at, you know, we have very different stresses at an all-time high. Why not go ahead and take you guys a nice vacation at a reasonable price with a trusted travel agent, you know? And that could be a solo trip, a trip with your boo thing, a family trip, a girl's trip, a guy's trip, whatever. Just let me let y'all know this right now. Visit T Booked It. T B B O O K E D I T. Follow them on Instagram on Instagram. Or you can send them an email at tbbookedit at gmail.com. The world is a beautiful place. Let them go ahead and help you discover it. Go ahead and release those stress vibes and go ahead and enjoy your vacation. At TB Booked It, they got all the reasonable deals. And just let them know, your girl Shanice, she sent you there. into this show let's talk some south central for all that remembers like i stated before south central was definitely ahead of its time realistic in the time and too real for tv and um i'm gonna recap episode one and two tonight um of course the show is older so we won't go scene by scene like we always do but we'll talk about it i'll play some clips of course but this show, um, they didn't give it a chance. It was canceled after one season. We got um, nine episodes, and they were solid episodes, solid episodes with the A1 cast. I mean, look at what the cast that they were in 94, what they've become. You know, um, I, I read off some of the people that we had in here. Um, I'm going to talk about episode one and read the description on that. I'm just trying to get it back pulled up. Uh, the pilot um joan objects when andre purchases a beeper although he insists that he needs it to keep his social life in order joan believes the beeper will make him a target for drug dealers or gang bangers she orders him to get rid of it joan finds herself out of work after a series of layoffs by the school district and then we're going to talk about episode two called money uh, embarrassed by the prospect of going on welfare, Andre takes a loan from a gangster who was friends with his older brother Marcus. Joan is furious as she fears that Andre is becoming.
becoming involved with the same activities that led to his brother's death. She returns the money to the young man and is outraged when he says that he thought of Marcus's family. She blames Marcus's gang lifestyle for his death and declares that his fellow gang members cannot possibly understand the Mosley's pain. Joan is also disturbed by the fact that man's mother is proud of him for hustling and drugs. The woman doesn't care where her son gets the money so long as she as long as he provides for her um okay so two things about this show um we'll talk about the cast momentarily and then we'll get into it um for number one this is 1994 this is off of Lorenz Tate's height of Minister Society I mean Lorenz Tate he stole Menace Society and became that A1 villain, that, you know what I'm saying, old dog who y'all was like, man, that's old dog right there, you know, that iconic old dog character, killing the um, couple in the liquor store. Um, and he was at the height. And this is supposed to be 94, so it's filmed 93, and this is right after the big crack epidemic, the big Reagan era. So when we see like our snowfall shows and we see the hustling in the 80s and, you know what I'm saying, this is the after effect. This is what happened to those people after crack. We had all the gangbanger activities and that's when the gang culture was at its height in the early 90s and it was just South Central, you know. Um, and we meet Joan. Uh, portrayed by Tina Lifford, who plays his mom, single mom, just laid off, just lost a son to gang violence, um, and just trying to make it, but not making the best decisions, but doing the best she can, because this is after that destructive, um, the, the massive destruction that we got in our community. I, I always talk about that, especially when we talk about uh, crack cocaine, what it did to our community. After that epidemic, it ruined our community. And this is the this is the reality of it. So I always said this show, when we watched it in this real time, it just felt like you were watching your neighbors, your own life, your, you know, the people down the street, the people you went to school with. It was so realistic. It wasn't not one thing in this show that you could not relate to, or even if it wasn't your own lifestyle, somebody that you didn't know going through the same thing this single mother was going through trying to raise children trying to keep her son out of the street life mourning one son um husband abandoning them losing her career having to drop out of college living in a bad area and just trying to make it on damn near on the, on the verge of a breakdown not only that taking in a foster child so it was very realistic and so realistically so they knew they had something because the great the, the crazy thing about south central is if you watch the television south central what was after that moesha watch moesha watch the first two episodes of moesha and then watch south central where Mo, where moesha and them kicked it at in crenshaw at the den that wasn't nothing but what they was doing in South Central. They had that um, community center um, where everybody chilled at. That was basically, they cleaned it up. They made a clean cut family, we brought in Frank, single father, uh, middle class, had his daughter, um, but the same cast. Um, Nisi Shar, she played on South Central. Lamont, he played on South Central. You know, you have a lot of the same original cast that 
came on this show that went to South Central, you know, and it was basically the same show cleaned up. You just got to watch it and pay attention and say, okay, they knew they had something, but it was just too realistic for times and canceled too soon. So, um, like I said, the main cast was uh, Joan Mosley. She played in a lot of different things. Lorenz Tate, come on, that's Lorenz Tate. Tasha Scott, I don't know. If she, I, I know she played in a few other things back in the early 90s, but I don't know where she's at now. But very talented young lady. Um, could sing, had the voice of an angel. And um, the little foster child, Dion, played by Keith Mabulo. And then, of course, the reoccurring characters. We had Lamont Bentley, Rashad. Paula Keeley Sweats, Kim Page, Dr. Um, Ray Henry, uh, Michael Beach, Isaiah Washington. <laughs> I mean, they had some of everybody on here. Earl Billings, Mayo Bonner, Maya Campbell, Shar Jackson, Jennifer. They had Jennifer Lopez. Come on now. <laughs> That's when Jennifer was really Jennifer when she was on in Living Color and all that. Clifton Powell, Belinda Williams. I mean, they had some A1 cast and crew. So in episode one, we meet Joan, uh, like I said, single mom, just lost her job, trying to hide it from her kids, don't want them to worry and stress, and just trying to hold it up, but at the same time, stressed out and still mourning the loss of her son. And a lot of um, single Black mothers were going through that in this time frame, losing their oldest child who you know, dibbled and dabbled in the street life when their mom was out working. And, you know, they never talk about the after effect. We see stuff on TV like the powers and the even the snowfalls and everything, but they never really go into the mom's morning. That's something that never ends. And I know that from personal experience with my aunts who go through the same thing of losing sons to street violence. That's something that you just can't shake back from. We see, you know, all the, gir the girls coming out of nowhere. Half of them claim they be pregnant. They don't be pregnant. They be pregnant by somebody else. You know, just when all the people come out for the so-called clout, like, oh, that was, I was fucking with him. That was my, oh, that was my boy. But they never talk about the mother's pain. That's something that never goes away. And we see that's what Joan was dealing with in the show. And one thing I never understood is that she was already struggling and brought in a whole nother mouth to feed. And, you know, Tasha, she did everything she could, you know, and especially in a pilot episode, you just show Tasha just trying to, you know, get straight A's, do this, do that, and do on the right path. Andre is trying to be a normal kid, but, you know, Joan is on him so tough because she doesn't want him to go down that destructive road. And the storyline in here about the beeper was a big deal because now, you know, kids will look at it now like, what? Cell phone? I need my cell phone. You know, most nine times out of 10, a kid has a cell phone. But back in the day, people didn't have cell phones. They had beepers. And then most of the drug dealers were the only one who had beepers. So, you know, now you're looking at like, why was she tripping? But this was a big thing in the 90s. If you're stereotyped, if you walked around, had baggy jeans on, you know, had a certain type of swagger, had a beeper on, you were automatically classified um, or stereotyped as a drug dealer. So we just see Joan trying to keep it together, but at the same time on the verge of a breakdown as she storms out the house um, at the end of the episode, furious at Marcus for having a beeper and cause him her deceased son name by accident. And he like, Mom, my name is, is not um, Marcus. I'm, I'm Andre, you know. So I do want to play um, a few clips from the first episode. Then we'll talk about um, this uh episode two and one thing i will say is i think it aged very well 
because it was realistic time times have changed but this culture right here this time this 1994 93 era is what created what we have today to be honest you know um the the 80s crack epidemic everything going on it created what was what we were left with in the 90s and then when you see the type of children that we've seen in this era it created what we have today so i'm gonna play a few clips and then we'll go to um episode two but the pilot you know was just getting us introduced to the characters we have um <clears throat> joan her kids andre tasha dion and then we have bobby who works <laughs> the local convenience store local grocery store where you can get everything from and the sassy uh jennifer lopez who is one of the uh, store clerks there um and then also they mentioned a lot about we have uh, the older man who's in the store, he's upset because he lost his own black, he owned his own business and was doing pretty good. But after the 92, 1992 riots, you know, yes, everybody was pissed off because of Rodney King, but they destroyed their own neighborhoods. So you had people who were, yeah, they were upright, furious, but instead of going to <clears throat> neighborhoods they should have went to, they did it to their own. And those, those, a lot of those people who had those black owned businesses never recovered from that, you know, and they had worked their life savings off just to build something up in their community and they destroyed it down. So, like I said, this was very realistically. And um, if you go back, I would say that the storyline was ahead of its time. You got, you know, a lot of single moms out here and you, you just see the inner struggle. They didn't butter it up. They didn't dollar up. They didn't put all, you know, make it seem like that. And they also just showed the reality of young girls. Like, look at Tasha. All she wanted to do was get a new jacket and watch Beverly Hills 90210. And, you know, 90, 93, 94, 90210 was popping. We're going to talk about that show as well because that was my show in our 90s segment as well. Um, So I'm going to play two clips from the show. I'm going to play the first five minutes just so you guys can hear it of the entry of it. And then we'll play the last of the frustration and um, we'll go on episode two. But I thought the pilot episode was really, really dope. Genesis John Madden football. 
Route 93. That's my game. Boy, just girls who actually go out with you. You better believe it. I do real well with the honey dips. You do what with the honey dips? Uh, I treat them with the utmost respect at all times. Boy, it's a wonder your lips don't fall off your face when you lie like that. Mama, look, can I talk to you now? Tasha. Throw these in the washing machine, will you? And honey, make sure that you run them on the, the delicate, delicate cycle. cycle. I know, I know. Come on, Deanna, take care. Come on. Eat up. Andre, will you pull up those pants, please? Nobody wants to see your rusty behind. <laughs> I need you to take Dion to school this morning. Well, why can't you do it? It's right on your way to work. Or I could do it because I go that way too, so. <laughs> Yo, D, it's going to be me and you today. High five. Low five. How about you just sit there and do nothing? <laughs> yeah, that's my part right there. Mama, look, can I talk to you now, please? Yes, baby, what is it? Okay, okay, okay. See, there's this sweet cross-color jacket. I'm going to have it. But you don't even know what I'm going to say. I know it's going to end with, give me some money. Yeah, but Mama, see this jacket is tall. Man, that bitch is fine. Excuse me? Mama. Did I just hear you call someone a bitch? Oh, Ma, I didn't mean it like that. It's just an expression. You know, like girl, woman, bitch. <laughs> I see. They're all interchangeable. Is that it? Am I a bitch? Is your sister a bitch? Can I answer those separately? <laughs> hey, hey, chill, girl. How you know I meant you? Oh, I did meet him, my husband. <laughs> you just better watch your mouth in my house, understand? Mama, look, can you let me finish now? See, this jacket's on sale at Oak Tree to Friday. 50% off. Fine. All you need now is the other 50%. <laughs> yeah, my daddy give me the money. Then get it from your dad. All you gotta do is find this trifling ass. See, it was just, just so uh, realistic. Like, just the everyday on how it was, you know, in someone's home. Like, a real, like, you know how you can watch television shows back in the day and you could be like, who broke this? This, this, this is not, you know, how interculture, this, this is not how we talk. Um, the writers of this show, they had the culture and it might not have been pretty. It might not have been fairy tellish, but this is what it was in inner cities, you know? And we had, uh, Joan who was laid off going from job interview to job interview, but not having the experience she needed. And this is something that happens too much. She had worked at a company for so long as just a secretary, basically running the damn company by herself without the degree. But when the, when they had to lay her off, that didn't hold up with going looking for another job because she didn't have that degree behind her. And that's a whole nother story for people who basically can run these companies and might not have that degree. And the degree stands behind, you know, someone else would go in there and just knock it out the par and you could go in there and run the whole damn company yourself, be the CEO, but you're not qualified for it. So it showed her just getting shut down and shut down because she had gave herself to that company and didn't finish school and now out of work and not wanting to go on welfare. And being on welfare was a big thing back in the day. Some women, you know, just refused to do it, you know, um, 
They wanted to make their own money. They didn't want to be answering to the government, having the government come in and check their homes, you know, and not knocking anybody who does it at all. But I'm just saying like you had those type of mindsets and that's the type of mindset that Joan had is that she wasn't going on welfare. And that was a big deal in episode two. So I'm going to play. Um, uh, she goes on a job interview. Of course, she doesn't get it, but she talks him into just thinking about it because uh, she was referred there. And I'm going to play another clip of her going into the store and not having the money to grocery shop. Then I'll play the ending and we'll move on to episode two and we'll talk about what's aged well and a little bit of the fashion as well. So you see, brother, by joining the Ujamaa Co-op, not only are you going to save Clip on your food, <laughs> but the money you do spend stays right here in our own community. And that, my brother, and that, my brother, is what last year's rebellion was really all about. Rebellion? Shoot. What went on here last year was a damn riot. <laughs> no, no, no. You see, brother, when, when, when people resist a racist and oppressive power structure, hmm, it's a rebellion. Yeah, well, when they resist my damn cars, a damn riot. Now get out of my damn way. <laughs> damn Jesse Jackson wanna be here. I'm gonna need cash back. Sorry, I can't take your check. Why? Is the food free today? Ha ha. No. Your name is on the return list. Joe Mosley, cash only. Honey, I don't care if my name is underlined, capitalized, and up in neon lights. I don't write bad checks. Don't get an attitude with me, lady. Well, then you get somebody Jennifer else over Lopez, here because I got an attitude, <laughs> and somebody's going to experience it. Mira, no empiece conmigo porque yo no juego, okay? Whatever. Damn, woman, you got busted. Now, pretty girl, or get out the damn way. I'm going to miss my bus. Then why don't you take your food stamps to another line? There ain't no other line. <laughs> sister i am not your sister and yes there is a problem i have been shopping here since you opened while most people go buy from the white folks i wish i had a golden buff from the white folks <laughs> and i think that i deserve better treatment than to be accused of bouncing a check when i know i didn't bounce any check her name is on the list was i talking to you was i talking to you damn my bus just left get over it now sister calm down Rage is not the answer, my sister. Stop calling me sister. I think I'd remember if you lived in my mama's house. I'm sorry, Miss Mosley, but the check you wrote us on Monday was returned to us by your bank. Monday. See, there's the mistake. I know for a fact that your checks don't go in till the end of the week. Not anymore. Now we deposit the checks the same day we get them. Oh. Somebody needs some food stamps. <laughs> I'm sorry I lost my temper. Uh-huh. Look, if you'll just deposit that check again tomorrow, it'll be good. I promise. And uh, I'll just pay cash today. She ain't had the money to pay for everything. It just humiliating and embarrassing but you know also taking her anger out on the store employees as well so i want to talk about the end of we'll play a clip from the end of the episode um when she lost her temper just from having enough and again this is the pilot episode uh andre sneaks and buys the beeper 
just wanted his own privacy. You know, he's a teenage boy. She embarrasses him on the phone all the time. She's really just trying her best. But at the same time, you know, she's being so overprotective because she doesn't want history repeating itself but Andre is not game banging he's just a, a regular kid just into girls you know and that you know feeling himself at this time and she's embarrassing so of course he gets a page because he wants his own privacy it's not for street life and um she's she's not having it she, she's afraid of you know what uh she went through but one thing I never understood is I'm like Joan was going through all of this and you were already struggling to take care of the two kids that you have um of course you always want to help and at this time, it was a lot of crack babies, you know, it was after the crack epidemic. So a lot of uh, mothers who weren't able to take care of their children because they were on the street or recovering or just, you know, had a lot going on. You did want to take in those children because they had nowhere to go. And, you know, but you also don't want to neglect your own children and make your young daughter basically a second parent before she, she's not experiencing her teenage life as well. But here's um, towards the end of the episode. I'm going to play this and then play Joan going to vent to her friend. Just having a natural breakdown. Just need somebody to cry and talk to. Because they always suspect black women. Uh, I know they say black women always got attitudes in this. But they never just understand the, the pain that, you know, is inside. The abandonment. And always being told to be strong, you know. So that's why I said it, it, it hits hard. It hits home. Because, it, like I said, this was just too realistic for TV and ahead of its time. And um, very good writing, I would say. It aged well, especially for that time. It was true to form. So, how was your day today? Do anything special? Anything hype? Anything dope, my brother? No, my mother. Uh, look, Ma, I gotta go. Ray's gonna be here any minute, so I gotta... Wait, 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 wait. Just chill for a minute. Because they think I'm a virgin. 
a woman that had had a lot. struggling going through all this and got a whole dang on doctor just trying to bring her flowers each week a black doctor and he doesn't turn her on that's a whole nother conversation y'all whole nother episode <laughs> i'm glad to finish this little clip with her talking to her friend sweets and then we're gonna move on to episode two just want to play some clips to sh- uh um for the show you're gonna turn your lights on and Tasha, I could just wring her little neck, slamming things around, bothering me about money for some damn jacket when she knows full well I'm out of work. Tasha knows you're out of work? No, she doesn't, but the child ought to know better. Now, you just slow yourself down a little bit, girlfriend, because you know you're not right. I don't need to slow myself down. There's nothing wrong with me. It's everybody else who screwed up. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, you a fine mess. 
I don't need this. Goodbye, sweet. Sweets, I just wish it would all stop for a while, you know. Yes. All she wanted was a new jacket. And I got mad at her and called her selfish. She's about the least selfish girl in the world. I don't know. I'd give anything to be able to bring her home that jacket tonight. And Andre. I know he thinks I don't trust him. That I treat him like a baby, but what am I supposed to do? When I was arguing with him tonight, suddenly... Suddenly, all I could think about was Marcus and how I wished to God I had done more to keep him away from those gangbangers. They killed my boys, sweets. Those monsters killed my boy. If I lost Andre, too, I'm gone. I know. See, that's the effect of a mother losing her child to gang violence, gun violence, period, street violence. But they don't talk about that. Uh, really solid pilot. Really, really strong, solid pilot. Let's move on to episode two. Episode two, we see Joan. She's still looking for work. Um, Bobby, the store manager, the store owner, I'm sorry, he calls her for a job. Of course, she turns that down because he only offered her 350 a week, but she was making 525. So, I mean, you know, it's still money in your pocket, you know, you know, it's cheap, not as much as you were making, but not bad for that time period. And uh, we see, you know, she tells her kids that she's unemployed because they didn't know. And Andre, she tells Andre, he, you know, got to start acting like the man at the house. So, you know, being young, he's young. He, he doesn't look at it like she's looking at it. So he go ask for help from one of his older brother, Marcus friends, who was out in the streets. And of course he gives it to him because that was realistic. You had your boys. If they, if you know, you lost one of your boys, you would take care of their family. Of course, the mothers didn't want their money, but they would look out for their siblings and do what they could. So of course he gave them the money and she flipped. She ended up taking a job. So I want to play a few clips from episode two. Um, and then we'll go ahead and wrap up the show. <clears throat> Let me get that pulled up. I know it was two important clips I did want to play. Um, let's see here. Can't pull it up now. All right, this is when she tells the kids that she lost her job, and we got this scene where they had to. <laughs> yeah, Lamont Tyson, he always says somebody house at the kitchen table. See, if this ain't just like, like I said, all they did was basically take this show and cleaned it all the way up and put it like in a middle class family. He's still over there eating breakfast, just like he was as Hakeem and Moesha always at the breakfast table and, and the dinner table hill. All right, here's the clip from uh, episode two Money. Rashad, would you wait for Andre outside, please? I need to speak with my children. Yeah, get your butt out. I'm going to be finishing the show. Sasha was just like a damn nagging little out. sister. Andre, Tasha, we need to talk. Sit down, please. 
Why do I have to sit down? He's the one that brought that greedy fool in here. Well, your friends would be here too if you had any. <sighs> shut up! Hey, you you man, go you go up, you shut up! <laughs> sit down and listen. You remember when the school district made all of those cutbacks last month? Well, I was one of the cutbacks. I lost my job. But don't worry, everything is fine. I've got some good prospects. Mama, they fired you? But why you? Oh, Tosh, what you mean, why? They always fire the niggas first. Andre, don't use that word. Mama, why didn't you tell us you got fired? Baby, I didn't tell you because I didn't want to worry you. I ain't worried. Oh, man. Are we going on welfare? No. Hell no. I'll straight jack somebody before you catch me in a county line. You can't even jack Dion. Look, everybody stop it. Now I'm going to get a job. I have always worked and I'm going to get a job. I promise. So everybody just calm down. All right? Why don't you just ask daddy to help us? Yeah, go ahead and call him, Tasha. And I'm sure he'll come right Andre. over here with big old bags full of money, just like he always does when he needs Look who's talking, Mr. I'll jack somebody. But if I have to jack somebody, I will. Hey, I'm going to jack somebody if you want to know. No, no, no. She always act like daddy going to help us. He, he gonna will. I'm so he will. All right, King, cool. here, call Oh, I forgot. You don't even know where his sorry ass is. Andre! I hate you! your sister down like that you know how she feels about her father look at we gotta stick together and support each other look at me you're the man in this family we need you to act like a man do you understand yeah all right and the first thing i want you to do is come on in there and apologize to your sister all right mom but we got See, that was realistic right there. You didn't see no shit like on TV like this back in the day. With them just keeping it so real of this is how it was. Man. All right, I got two more clips to play. This is, um, you know, Joan humbling herself because she did have a, you know, had that high attitude, but she didn't have the money to pay for her groceries. And Bobby really didn't have to reach out to her. And he reached out to her for a job offer because he seen she was struggling. And Bobby is one of those men that we had in the community who really just wanted to help out and be be about that black owned, you know, and we needed people like this. We needed more unity like this in our community. And people always say, are you trying to get over? You overcharging for this, you overcharging for this. But when you trying to, especially back then, when you were trying to start your business off, you don't have all of those deals. Like other people who come over to our communities, they might can get stuff cheaper here, cheaper there. We weren't able to get that. So you had Bobby trying to uh, make that Black-owned community support Black-owned back then and just trying to uplift his people. So he really did it out of the goodness out of his heart for even calling her up there, especially on her, her attitude was when her check bounced and, you know, coming in there talking disrespectful to his store clerks, you know, even though we see she was going through stuff, but her attitude was really bad. And, you know, he called her and you about to hear on, you know, let me go to the that part directly. All right. African-American Journal. Man, what is this African-American stuff? I was just getting used to being black. <laughs> He's something else now. 
If you don't like the term African American, then what would you prefer to be called, man? Well, on payday, Bobby, they usually call me sir. And when I put cash in the church plate, I'm a good brother. But when I finish paying my bills, I'm just another poor-ass Negro. <laughs> Mr. Devers. This is Mosley. Thank you for coming. I got your message, you know, about uh, helping me with my problem. I assume you were talking about credit. No, no, no. I'm not talking about credit. Can we talk about credit? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we have a seat over here for a second, sister? Morning. Mm-hmm. So. You are unemployed at the moment. Is that correct, sister? Quit tiptoeing around, Bobby. The woman was in here yesterday putting Brillo pads back on the shelf. <laughs> what exactly do you want, Mr. Devers? Well, Mrs. Mosby, I happen to know of a job opportunity that may appeal to you. A job? Well, that's great. What kind of job? Where is it? Here. You mean here as in this community? Or... <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean here as in this co-op. Oh. I've just created an assistant managerial position. It involves bookkeeping, bagging groceries, community relations, other miscellaneous Bagging things. groceries? <laughs> Look, <laughs> only when we're busy, sister. And how much does this job pay, Mr. Deepers? $350 a week. Three fifty. I was making five twenty-five on my last job. Look, sister, I know it's not a lot, but you have to understand this is a cooperative venture. So I urge you to embrace the idea of Ujamaa and contribute to the economic and spiritual empowerment of our community, my sister. Not for three fifty, my brother. Okay. <laughs> Look, I'm prepared to go as high as three seventy-five, but you definitely have to bag groceries. Bobby, could I have a word with you, please? Uh, one second, Miss Most. What is it, Lucille? Yo no voy a trabajar con ese jodón, ¿ok? Olvídate de eso ahora mismo. No voy a hacerlo. 365, ¿qué te pasa? ¿Te fuiste loco? Yo no voy a hacerlo. She's telling him how Ahmed she's going to be to work with you. No, no voy a hacerlo. No, olvídate, no. Excuse me, but I can probably save both of you some trouble. Mr. Devers, I'm sorry if I seem ungrateful, but a job bagging groceries is really not the kind of thing I was looking for. Good. The fact is that for the last few weeks, I've been interviewing for positions that pay me almost twice what you're offering. Well, either you didn't get any of those positions or you're late for work. Look, Miss Moore, why don't you just take a few days and think it over, my sister? Thank you, but that really won't be necessary. Goodbye, Mr. Devers. It's quite pride. It's quite pride. You don't want to live on a system. And you got somebody trying to help you. Squad pride. Put your pride to the side. And eventually she did towards the end of the episode. And we see Andre go out. He goes and um, borrows money from one of Marcus's friends. And Jones finds out and whoops his ass. <laughs> and true to form, you know, when boys get that age, you can't just grab a belt and whoop them. You know, they're basically men, you know. Um, and she's just frustrated she's tired and demands that he takes the money back after attempting to flush it down the toilet which is something that my aunt has done plenty of times when my little cousins was out living that street life but i did feel like i understood her frustration but um you can't go into people's house like this and you know people don't want to talk about it after they lose 
someone in this demeanor that their son was in the street life not you know you can do the best you can and try to be the best mother you want to be but you know you can't blame their friends because they were all into it together and i say i felt her frustration but still out of line going to this young man's house like this even if he's in the streets it was a little disrespectful in a way how some of these guys did luckily nobody was hurt his mom answered the door and i'm gonna play that clip and we'll wrap it up andre mosley i'm andre mosley i'm a friend of spoons an acquaintance of spoons <laughs> Uh, I was here early today. Remember me, Andre? Boy, I don't remember who you are. So many fools passed through this door. Come on. Hey, what's up? William, some people here to see you. You want a drink? I think I have some scotch. I guess not. Quite an apartment. <laughs> yeah. Keep telling William I don't need anything else, but he keeps bringing it home anyway. Most kids, they just take, never think about giving. Guess I'm lucky mine turned out good. You know what I mean? No, I don't. William, your friend's waiting. Acquaintance. Hey, hey, mom, cool out. I'm not going to say a word. This is on you. Right. Hey, yo, what's up, Spoon? Hey, what up, G? No, no G. Yeah. There's nothing G about here. Uh, this here's my mom's. Yeah, yeah, I remember you from Marcus's funeral. What's up? Look, I didn't come here to talk to you. My son did. So anything you have to say, you say to him. I'm out of this. Well, anyway, Spoon, uh, I was coming by, man, because I just wanted to let you know. Give him the money. Mom, I'm doing it. Uh, we really appreciate you lending us these snaps, man. But we don't need it after all. So uh, here's most of it. I get the rest as soon as I can. Damn, what happened to it, man? I tried to flush it down the toilet where it belongs. I know where that money comes from. What's up with this, Dre? Hey, but you have something to say, you say it to me. You just told me to say everything to him. Yeah, well, he doesn't have the good sense God gave him, so now you talk to me. Why are you fronting on me, lady? I gave Dre the money because he said you was broke. I wanted to help out. You know, Marcus was like my boy and all. No, Marcus was my boy. Sorry to tell you, lady, but Marcus from my set. Where I'm from, who takes care of all? Hm. Are you crazy? I want you to stay away from him. I don't want you to give him any money. I don't want you to talk to him. I don't want you to look at him ever. Ain't no thing to me. You the one ain't got money to feed your sorry-ass family. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, look, look, Ma, I think... But I would rather scrub toilets, dig ditches, do anything than take a penny from you. Let's go, Andre. Later, Andre. Yeah, Come on. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You better get the hell out of my house. Yeah, Joan, I felt the frustration that she was out of pocket going to them people's house like that. I, like I said, I get it. But you can't just go over somebody's house like that. You know, uh, Dre went to Spoon for help. But like I said, I get her frustration. I get her not wanting him to go down the same road his older brother went through. But she was a little out, she was a little out of line, if you ask me. Um, Storyline aged very well because this 
definitely happen, especially in those time frames. The fashion was definitely on point for that time frame. We had the khakis going on. We had the flannel shirts, uh, the docker pants, uh, the pagers, the hairstyles with the braids. And even in the pilot episodes, Dre's hair was just like the little cornrow when the braids were starting to grow out. But towards the end, he had those minutes society braids. Um, a lot of the girls or the women or the young girls had the ponytails just straight to the back, natural hair, natural flat iron. We had uh, Bobby with the dashiki on, and that's how those brothers was in the early 90s, especially coming off of that um, uh, Minister's Farrakhan after he did the um, Million Man March Walk. That's when we had a lot of um, our community trying to come together at that time, especially after the riots. So I would say the fashion was very uh, on point for that time and very, very, very realistic. And I would say that um, this show did age well for that time frame of the early 90s it portrayed it very very well in true to form and this has been another segment of our has it aged well episodes and i would say you know for the time that it was it did age well and you actually see the the domino effect of what that part of the time did for the men that we have now who and the communities and the, the lifestyles and the single parent homes that what it became after that so I would say it aged well, very good writing, and they didn't give it a show. I think it was just too real for TV. And they basically tried to swap it out with Moesha and took a lot of this original cast from there and took it over there, even with the whole Dan idea and just cleaned it up and put it from, um, you know, a lower class family to a middle class family. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I don't want you to go anywhere. I have a sleeper for you guys, and I'm going to keep it back in that 1994 era. Um... I'm going to play a song that I like that's very, very slept on. This is really the definition of a sleeper. This is from 1994 off that uh, TLC album, but this was my song. Uh, yeah, I know I do my sleepers and my Joe Budden style. Shout out to the pod father, Joey. Joey is definitely the pod father, for real, for real. Um, the way how that man has rebranded his career and what he has become, especially the podcasters, um, he's definitely doing his thing. So when I do my sleepers, I pay homage to him. All right, TLC, something wicked comes this way, future and Andre 2000. Remember back in the time when the only sign we had was pickets. But now when 94, it be this way, something come wicked. She aims, killing others for color. Things that we wear for fashion. Other brothers take it for a reason to be blasted. But the cup is going on. Now soft like buttercups, but had enough of singing that same song. See, I stayed across the street from the project. Took out your mama trashing groceries to her trunk to keep my pockets. Bad like second leave. Only been in the jail one week for some sure bit. And I pray to God I won't repeat. I should have bored it when I had the chance. No, I shouldn't get that. Cause if I did that, y'all would not hear that. That shit, they keep you on your kidneys. Get the toes like that shell out. Not calling no names, but really, who's bad? I go through off the toes like a whole box of condoms. You can't forget where you come from. Take a good look in the mirror. Tell me, do you like what you see? Masters of deception, corruption, and evil. But you're always quick to point the finger and me. Somebody tell me. I just don't understand the ways of the world today. Sometimes I feel like there's nothing to me. 
the right to misjudge me and quite me off on your wall. I can assist you understand me. Something Wicked This Way Off that TLC Crazy Sexy Cool album That was my sleeper in my Joe Budden style Shout out to the pod father Joey We are in a new week Please um, be safe out there Protect your energy Please stay away from anybody who is an enemy to your energy Please stay distraction free Get your dribble right Eat right Exercise right Write down a plan of what you want to do and how to get there. It's going to take time, but if you put your mind to it, you can do it. I send high vibrations your way. I send love your way. I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you guys have any recap requests, please hit me up. It can be on either one of those platforms. The links are in the description box. I'll be back on the weekend, Laura's Will, with my Power Book 4 4 season, um, sorry, season two, episode three recap. If you guys have any recap requests with the um, 90s episodes that we're doing, I'm really enjoying doing them. Please let me know. The upcoming ones we have next week, I'm going to do one more one for New York Undercover um, from season one called Man Child. I want to get into some of Aaron Spelling shows because back in the 90s, Aaron Spelling, this shit, I I used to love me some Aaron Spelling shows, so we'll recap some Beverly Hills 90210, Meryl's Place Charm, 
I'm going to do some Family Matters, some Fresh Prince. I'm going to be pulling all the ones from the 90s. So if you guys can think of anything, let me know. And once again, have a beautiful and safe weekend. Protect your energy. And please stay away from anybody who is an enemy to your energy. Thank you for the love and support. Please follow me on Spotify. It helps your girl out in more ways than you know. It's your girl Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice.